0: hi guys and welcome to another episode of perla meets the world i don't know if you can hear the background noise that i have all these birds are sitting waiting for the sunset to happen can you hear it and my beautiful amazing partner is about to leave to go to play football Yeah, that's the views that I have from my balcony right now. And I am enjoying it fully. Oh, he almost fell with the bike. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye. So, uh, this time, sorry about the interruption. I was, I got distracted. This week, I have an amazing guest that I didn't, that I haven't met before. And it's the first time that I have a conversation that I record Right away, without like a kind of a warm up talk, if you like, she's a life coach, an empowerment coach as well. She helps women find their purpose in life, and she also works with um another coaches and healers. And I found I found her like online. I was just typing the top ten life coaches in Australia, and she came up, and she was one of the few who replied to my request um, to be my guest in the in my podcast and I for sure learned way more than I thought about what it means to be a life coach what, what's the difference between a life coach and a psychologist or a counselor what types of cow uh, I was gonna say couches what types of sofas now what types of um, coaches are there, like business coach, life coach, uh, health coach, empowerment coach, motivational coach, life coach, so many coaches. And uh, she inter- introduced me to this industry that I'm very into at the moment. And you, you'll see that I, she talks very slow, she's very calm and relaxed. And every time that I asked her something, I was just like like talking like full speed, very excited because I haven't had a conversation with a professional before and I felt so flattered that she she was up for, you know, for this interview. So um, I was quite nervous. I had so many questions in mind every time that she explained something new or She was like delving into a topic. And so please mind my excitement. Uh, I sound like a puppy. But overall, it was a very nice conversation. I had so much fun with her and time flew and passed by like like nothing. So I hope you guys enjoy. And uh, there's one break, just so you know and um well see you soon and obviously as always if you have questions if you want to send me voice messages you know where to find me I would love to post your opinions and your feedback and your comments on my next podcast like either as a break or before after a podcast so this is a shout out please uh, for everyone uh, who listens to this and wants to take part on my podcast feel free to send me whatever you know where to find me uh, it's harder on facebook but on instagram my instagram is perlamits the world it's private at the moment but you can send me uh, message requests that i check every day so feel free to send me your thoughts your ideas your suggestions and i don't i don't know whatever crosses Cross your minds every time that you listen to my podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to Perla Meets the World, a podcast where they travel (laughs) worlds. Jesus. Is this recording? yeah basically i just want to focus on helping women like overall and i was very interested in like getting to know more about life coaching motivational coaching empowerment coaching what it entails mm-hmm. and how that changes people's life as opposed to you know it's been seen as no no it's just spam. like i don't want that stigma around it i want people to know more about mm-hmm. it and try to trust this new source of help i
1: guess Mm-hmm. awesome That's
0: great. I love your mission. Um, Yeah. Well, my name is Perla, by the way. Nice to meet you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, you too. And thank you for connecting.
0: I just wanted to have you here because the way that you approach your career, it's something that motivates me and it's what the world needs right now with, like, robots and IT and everything. And myself, I've been in the Facebook headquarters in Dublin. I've been in, you know, the Google offices as well. I know what's behind cool. social media. I know what's behind the digital world. It's no human. It's It's just, like, automatic responses. And it's all automated by machines and the machine learning. We're losing touch with ourselves as humans. And your job what you do it's something that we're gonna need pretty soon when we find ourselves with no purpose because the machines are doing our jobs for example or Mm -hmm. just like you know finding a purpose on what to do with for you know for the rest of our lives because nothing really satisfies or or fits the needs created by a society i don't know that we are around Mm -hmm. Um. So that's why. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I reached you out, and feel free to talk about anything that you want. There's no filters, and I actually don't have a script. I don't have question. I mean, I I will have questions throughout the conversation, but I don't have anything planned. So, mm-hmm. feel free to share whatever it is that you want and whatever you don't want to or want me to delete. Just say it as well, and I will, you know, cut that bit afterwards. So it's yeah,
1: no problem. Super yeah. fine. No worries. Well, if you want to start with a question and then we can just go from there if you want to. Yeah, that,
0: Yeah, if you want to introduce yourself to begin with, to know your name and what you do, because I haven't mentioned it before.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Natasha Black and I am a women's empowerment coach for coaches and healers and lightworkers that they have the skills and they've got the certifications and they've done all the things, but they don't have the confidence or the self worth to step into their power as a leader and help the people that they want to help, and also have a healthy relationship with money and, and earning the, and living the life that they want to live and earning the money that they'd like to earn while they are making a big impact in the world. Uh, so, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and yeah I absolutely love what I do and everything that I've helped clients with I have gone through myself and overcome myself so I just love sharing what I've overcome to be able to help others live into their most joyful and purposeful life
0: And what it is that you had to overcome to get to the point where you are now? If you want want to share it, of course, if it's too private, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. (laughs) Well, by all means, we
0: have an hour, so whatever it is that you want to share. Yeah,
1: so, okay, so I'll start with the way that we're brought up sometimes, Uh, we... And I'm not blaming anybody for the things that we learn. Um, It can be through your parents or social conditioning um, or, yeah, society, um, schools or peers. So we learn these beliefs and, you know, wrong stories about ourselves. And so I have overcome (laughs) uh, bullying at school. Um also I come from situations where I think, you know, there's a lot of limiting beliefs in the way that we view things and what we can achieve and what we can be. And uh, so I've overcome those things. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that I understand how much is possible for someone to achieve. And I understand the full human potential and what we can really expand into and what we can grow into uh, this higher way of being. So, you know, as you would know, there's a lot of people in the world that are suffering with mental health and you know, their friendship groups or families. And there's so many things that holds people back from really stepping into their full power and potential. And there's so many people that don't understand exactly what that was, like I didn't. But I entered the world of personal development about probably more seriously about eight years ago. Um, I've always been interested in human behaviour, and developing myself and learning, but more seriously and deeply in the last eight years. And also a spiritual journey. Um, I was brought up with a Christian, uh, a strict Christian upbringing. And so part of my overcoming, another one was to redefine my relationship with God or the universe or source, whatever you connect to. Um, that's just a term. So, yeah, its it's been such an amazing journey to really understand what I, myself, was capable of. And then, you know, there's there's been lots of things, lots of relationship learnings over the years. You know, there's so much that relationships can teach us. You know, we think that some relationships are toxic and and they can be but there's always a lesson to learn in these relationships so redefining what relationships mean as well uh seeing that there's always something that we can learn in a toxic relationship and how we can grow from uh the things that trigger us or the things that really hurt us um it's a call for expansion so Yeah, I mean, there's been lots of things, but um, I hope that all makes sense and and it gives you a bit of an insight to what I have overcome.
0: Um, But yeah. That's amazing. I was going to ask you, do you believe in God? Are you religious at all or your path took you to a more, I don't know, maybe scientific approach when it comes to see life and question yourself, your role in this world and what you want to do with your life?
1: I'm not religious, um, I was brought up that way um, and I always had these questions <laughs> that I felt could not be answered properly um, that really it didn't satisfy me, the answers didn't satisfy me so I went on a, a big journey of trying to find that part of what people always I could see people always connecting to say for example we went into the church and people would talk about their relationship with God and I just couldn't have that feeling Mm -hmm. and so I searched for it for years um, and then I came across the spiritual community and yeah I just read so many books and understood things on such a different level and it really expanded my view and it really expanded the way I saw what God was so yeah I use the term God but when I say that now it's not a religious God it's it's source or it's the universe or it's Buddha or Krishna what everyone what anyone everyone connects to themselves you know I think for me, it means a a higher consciousness or a a feeling that we can tap into. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really opened up my view on what God means to me, and yeah, it's been such an amazing journey. Um, I've really it it gave me a lot of freedom to really explore those new ways of looking at things and, you know, dropping the fear from the religious beliefs and the fear. And and just, yeah, I think once I started delving into the spiritual community, uh, the spiritual books and all of that, I really understood love on a different level as well. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey for me. And um, now I... I just love belief, like if if I read something and I connect to it, then that is part of my belief, I don't have one belief I just pull from all different areas and whatever aligns with me, that's how I live my life, so but ultimately you know, any spiritual belief should just bring you closer to your true self and, and how you treat other people, it's just coming back to unconditional love and forgiveness and, you know, just trying to make the world a better place, I think.
0: What do you believe in now?
1: Um, I guess, do you want to ask a more specific question? Yeah, Yeah. no worries.
0: I was just thinking that as a life coach, well, like empowerment coach, your beliefs might bias your you know approach when it comes to helping people maybe limit or empower yourself when helping others
1: yeah so first of all when i see clients and they do have a different belief i don't imprint my beliefs on anyone um or what i feel about a certain thing however i do share things from my perspective but I also invite them to take what they wish from that. Um, But then if I know if I'm coaching someone that maybe does have a religious background, I will try to connect with them in that way, as in not going into the religion, but connecting with them on a level that they may understand. So, yeah, I I like to try and be relatable to anyone and, you know, if someone is connected to their religion um, or different faith, you know, everybody understands love and, and forgiveness and, you know, to me, they're the most important things in the way that we treat other people. So at the end of the day, you can believe what you want to believe, but those things are really super important to the way that we show up in the world. Um, so everyone can relate to that. And I think spirituality and is really just about being your true authentic self with nothing holding you back uh, from expressing yourself in the truest, uh, most expansive way.
0: How do you get to express yourself as your true authentic self? How do you get to that point of knowledge, like self-awareness? Self-aware because... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't know like if what I have is just like a result from, you know, as you said before, my education, how I was raised, um my society, like my culture like as a Spaniard and mm-hmm. I don't know if something about like genetics as well comes to play in how I see the world and how I am, but sometimes I don't know what belongs to me and what belongs to someone else and has been put in me and I have to, you know, Remove it or just put it aside so that Mm -hmm. that doesn't, you know, blur my entire experience as a human.
1: Mm. Have you got a specific example of this that you wanted to share?
0: Um, okay, Mm, for example, sometimes I some flaws that I have or the way that I behave, I don't know if these reactions come from my true self, come from like my inner self or whatever it is that, that that I have inside or they don't belong to me and I just learned it from my parent behavior for example maybe or my surroundings and I just like incorporated it to myself but it doesn't belong to me how can I identify mm-hmm. what belongs to me and what mm-hmm. has been put in me
1: mm-hmm Yep, so I think a really helpful tool for anyone that's exploring this as well is to keep listening to podcasts like your one uh, and, you know, there's plenty of YouTube resources where you can tap into to really understand what isn't yours and what is. So anything that you're thinking if it doesn't bring you so it's really interesting to notice what it feels like in your body if you have a thought and you're feeling like it might be making you feel constricted so like you want to your posture wants to kind of close up or it feels like a limiting thought it's yet it's, it's awesome to try and tap into your body to see how this thought feels or this belief. So if it feels constricted, then it's most likely not yours. Okay. If you are thinking about something that empowers you, that makes you feel like you want to open up your posture and express yourself and and you feel a bit of freedom or expansion, like your aura is expanding these are the kind of thoughts and beliefs that you know that is of god or the universe or you know your higher self so you know we the universal god is really all about love okay so that's what i believe is that everything is about love and i i'll tell you actually a story about when i was 7 and I died from an asthma attack. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I died from an asthma attack and I had to be resuscitated. But I had a knee-deaf experience where I crossed over to the other side. Okay. And, yeah, and I know that that source on the other side was completely limitless it was completely full of love um there was nothing there that was sad or you know those it was just love pure love and it's really quite difficult to explain more than that because it's just this light bright loving expansive like completely limitless consciousness and this is what i believe god is um i did have that experience that makes me feel like that but i've also read lots of books that point to this as well and so anything that you're thinking or feeling that doesn't feel like that and doesn't make you want to expand into your true self is not from you does that make sense
0: yeah it does make sense i guess sometimes it's hard to identify your body you know reactions and responses Mm -hmm. if you're used to a pattern or if you have ingrained that behavior for so long that it's became it becomes normal Mm
1: -hmm. exactly and this is exactly why life coaches are so important um and i'm not just saying that because i am one it's I have a coach myself. I actually have two.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. I have a business coach and I also have a health coach. Okay. And I feel like this is really important. I think everyone needs a coach. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we... Sometimes we can do all the personal development, we can read all the books and do all the work on ourselves, but there are still things that you cannot see in yourself. You know, the way that you speak or the way that you don't feel into your body because sometimes we haven't learnt that. So we need to learn those things and the way that we perceive things and behave All of these things, if you're sitting with a life coach, they can notice your behaviours and your language patterns and work on those things with you. So sometimes, you know, I've been doing work on myself for a long time. Yeah. But I'm always so surprised in the things that show up for me, you know, in a coaching session that I didn't realise that was there, you know, the way I've said something or the way I've behaved or, yeah, any of those things. It's just when you're sitting across from someone that understands those behaviours, it's like if you, you know, you have a friend and you are having a conversation with them and you might notice something in them that they can't see themselves, you know, I'm sure you've had that experience before, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so this is, this is the good thing about a life coach is that they can help you point those things out and bring those things to your awareness so you can work on those and shift those and become more of your true authentic self. Um, yeah, so that's why I think life coaches are really important. I will never not be without a coach because I am super committed to my own growth And I know that when I have a life coach um, to point these things out to me, even if it's uncomfortable, which sometimes it is, we have to look at things that don't serve us and sometimes it's very uncomfortable to look at. But for me as a coach, it's really important for me to walk my talk and I am very committed to going deep Uh, and removing all of those things that don't serve me because that means if I'm doing that I can show up and serve clients on a much deeper level so yeah that's really important to me
0: I have so many questions right now I had to write them down not to forget (laughs) about them because I don't want to overwhelm you with them but in doing so when you want to go deep how do you find the courage to face fear because I think a lot of people don't want to change their lives or they, fall, they mm-hmm. fall for like um toxic behavior. Like, for example, like alcohol or excessive working out or just because they mm-hmm. don't feel that they have the courage to face their fears or maybe because the outcome is like the process is more painful than, you know, the mm-hmm. the pain itself that they have or the problem itself. How do you or how did you in your your own experience overcame yeah overcome your your fears to actually get to know yourself on a deeper level without any expectations of what to you know find
1: yeah, I think it's really interesting this topic because sometimes we think it's gonna be so painful for me to face this fear, and it is but what is more painful than sitting with that pain for the rest of your life? You know, you have a short-term pain which you will overcome and reach the other side or you can stay with that unconscious pain for the rest of your life and not face it.
0: Well, this is a break and... I want to share with you one of my epic fails. I tried to do a solo podcast for so long now. I tried like 9, 10, 11 attempts. And um, yeah, something happened or I, you know, decided that I was just talking shit. And I deleted them all, all, all of them. But this one, actually, I started strong and I have like... Like, good stuff going on. I was, like, getting there, explaining the way that I see things and lifestyle and stuff. But obviously, in the end, when I thought that I got it, well, life happened. And so I started very well. And you you can tell that in the end, it's everything but professional. Like, life, I guess. <laughs> Enjoy. When you start backpacking the world and you have to put all your house in one backpack pretty much and reduce your entire life and your possessions and personal belongings so that they can fit into one bag. Then you realize the things that matter the most to you and all the other things that you can live without. That gave me such a sense of perspective and rejection towards capitalism and then made me think as well well why do i have to work so hard or for so many hours instead of doing something else like i understand that most people like the society tells you you work now you enjoy your life later but chances are i do a lot of exercise i am active i don't know how my knees are gonna be when i'm 60 or 70 and I don't want to wait till I'm that old to enjoy life properly You know what I mean? One of the lessons that I learned while traveling is that I don't need that much to live And therefore I don't need to work that many hours to have a good life and I want to live now Half my day is dedicated to work. Half a day is dedicated to pleasure. Whatever that is it can be you know reading, writing, watching a movie, going for a walk, going for a run, go to the gym, record a podcast, whatever it is, and so far as a waiter part time i 'm not earning nearly as much as I was earning in Edinburgh as a marketeer hi babes i 'm just recording my podcast. You want to say something
1: Hello, listeners
0: Where's I didn. Do- so I don't know what I was saying. I got lost again because this hands-on man came to my room, Where and are
1: you
0: yes, it's you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that I am realizing now that I don't need like a nine to five job to like enjoy life properly, and I, as I said, like I'm not like earning money nearly as much as before, but i my levels of stress dropped dramatically. That's priceless, you know. Being able to sleep and like stay in bed if I want to and do whatever I want during the day, it's priceless. That was one of the lessons and the other lesson is that you cannot make decisions based on fear because fear comes and goes, but then the decision that you made would lead you to whatever it is that you're doing. Fear, it's a survival mode that I get into when I'm scared, but that doesn't mean that something bad is gonna happen. It's just be aware. I've changed so much since I started traveling. I thought that I was like myself when I was in the UK, but now that I'm in Australia doing the jobs that I thought that I would never do and living in a hostel at almost 32, I realized that I know nothing about life. I barely know myself and there's so many other ways that you can be happy and have a good life without just going to work like nine to five in a suit and worrying about your mortgage or your kid's education or, I don't know, just paying for your car. Things that in the end don't matter that much because we're going to die. So, is there anything else you want to say, baby? Because I think it's too, too long, no? Okay, let's just finish the podcast with the background music from the hostel. Yes, we love living in a hostel. Is that Dean? It's an, it's an old man. I think it's just regular old bald
1: man. It's just a game for
0: Dean. Is that not the guy that plays the guitar? No. I want to say hello to Nathan You want to say hello to... You're naked My partner wants to say hello to the manager That's exactly why Nathan We're going to say hi to the manager But he's ignoring I don't, us
1: don't, I not yeah. just wanting to realize
0: He's never going to realize He's in his zone right now He can't even see you So one of my podcast guests right now Is flirting with a German girl Oh my god guys This is so interesting That's why we live in a hostel This is just gossip every day and wow, we can see everything from here. My partner is half naked in the balcony and nothing is happening. This is Australia and we are in winter.
1: I know that whenever I'm going through something that's really deep and I'm healing from something, I know that on the other side of that is freedom on some level, so... I know that, and it's sometimes hard for someone to understand that that is possible. Um, so to those people, I would say try and connect with someone that has gone through what you're going through um, because they will most likely be speaking your language and provide you with some hope to get on the other side and... Um, Yeah, but I think the pain has to be pretty great for you to want to change. Um, I have had clients before that I will bring things to their attention and their awareness, and they're not ready to shift it. They don't want to go into the pain, and they don't want to go in to heal it, and that's okay. It's totally okay. It's just maybe not the right time for them uh, to want to shift it And, you know, you can go to a therapist for 20 years and not be fully committed to wanting to open up and shift that. Yeah. Um, So you can say, I've been to therapy for 20 years. You know, I'm going to therapy and I'm doing the thing. But if you're sitting there and you're not willing to go into the depths of your pain, then nothing is going to really change. And I say that with therapy, even life coaches, they're not... The healers, because the only way that you can actually heal is if you open up and do the work yourself. You know, the the healers and the coaches and the therapists can bring those things to your awareness, Um, but at the end of the day, when you go home, that's the rest of that work is up to you to commit to wanting to shift that.
0: You know that hearing you reminded me of a book? I don't know if you read it. I'm sure you did. It's called The Untethered Soul.
1: Oh, I haven't actually read that, but it has come into my sphere, and I should probably be writing this down to read it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, because the way that you see things and how you explain it is just exactly the same way that the author explains how to approach a problem or something that's painful. Like, you can live Mm. a life with pain and protecting that wound or whatever issue you have from others so that your life doesn't get altered, or... Yes. And you build a life around that pain or you can just face the pain for once and for all and obviously it's going to be, yeah, painful and upsetting mm-hmm. and at, at times sad and frustrating but then you'll be free and you'll be able to do whatever you want and, you know, connect with whoever in a way you're going to be open to whatever life brings to you because, there won't be right. any more walls protecting your wounds or protecting that little thing, that's just you know, bothering you every single mm. day.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. super
0: interesting. No, I recommend the the book if you haven't. I mean, I'm sure that you might you might have read like similar books, so it might not come as news to you. But it's yeah, it's quite oh, interesting. It's
1: always, always good to read new books. I'm um, you know I've I. have I don't think my book list gets any shorter. <laughs> yeah, no, nor mine. <laughs>
0: I know. And I have a Kindle. I don't know how many more I can accumulate without reading them, actually. <laughs> it's just
1: yeah. so annoying. And it's great because it's so good to get a lot of different perspectives on the same topic, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know,
1: when we get lots of different perspectives, we can have a deeper experience or a deeper understanding um, because it's multi-layered. Uh, multi-dimensional so yeah it's it's really cool I'll have to add that to my list
0: which book would you recommend for someone who's a beginner at getting to know themselves oh apart okay. from obviously like um, having like a life coach or someone like they're helping them but just to have like a taste of what this looks like
1: um one book that really started my journey of stepping into my stepping into what lights me up um so leaving a job that i hated Mm -hmm. um and just not not following what my soul wanted me to do um i read this book and it's a very easy read it's called light is the new black by rebecca campbell
0: i'll write it down for myself as well
1: yeah it was amazing it was it's a really i think that's a really nice place to start um it's an easy read and it's just beautiful she's a beautiful author um she's also got a book called rise sister rise and yeah they're they're amazing books if you're starting this journey into spirituality um and personal development then i recommend those um I'm trying to think of another. Gabby Bernstein. Do you know Gabby Bernstein? It rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, Gabrielle Bernstein, she went on a journey um, overcoming addiction and a party life and she became a, well, she's a coach, um, but she became a kundalini yoga teacher and she's done many things, now but she's yeah her books are quite easy to read as well so anything from her is amazing um but yeah i guess start there i have read a lot of deep books um but i think those two authors are a nice place to start
0: right okay i still have a few questions oh god (laughs) that's okay um how much credibility do life coaches have like how would you choose a good life coach, and what's the difference between a life coach and, let's say, a counsellor or a psychologist?
1: Oh, okay, good question. So a life coach is someone who isn't a therapist and they are there to help you move forward in your life. So a life coach is someone who should be asking you a lot of questions so that you can come to your own answers and insights yourself. And there is a place for life coaches to share insights and information. However, in a session, the client should be doing more of the talking um, because sometimes just through processing verbally, we a lot of the time we can come to our own insights, and you would know that if you have a session with a girlfriend and a glass of wine, that you'll be talking things out, and then you'll go, "Oh, I just answer my own question," you know. So it's important that a life coach empowers you by asking you a lot of powerful questions, so that you can come to your own insights. All right. And what was it? Yeah. What was the other question you asked me again? Sorry.
0: How much credibility do life coaches have, mm. and how to choose a good one? Like, because if you don't know mm-hmm. any, well, I don't know any coach or anything about the the industry itself. How can you identify mm-hmm. good ones from just like you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, I would. I would want to see um how many clients they've worked with solving that particular problem so say if uh, for example if someone wanted to find a health coach to get healthy in their life I would want to know personally that they have walked that journey themselves and you can find out those things by you know most life coaches will offer a free consultation so getting on a call with them it's it shouldn't be a full-on sales call it's just getting to know the life coach and the client to see if it aligns for both of you um so yeah i would start by i'd probably look at their online presence and see if it felt genuine i guess um but then yeah a way to know is to see what experience they've had and how many people they've helped overcome those things because you want to know that they have good experience with solving that problem and that you know they will be able to hold that space for you um adequately so um, there are some life coaches out there who life coach on the things that they don't have a lot of experience in um so this is why these calls are important because you want to you know you want to heard, and you want to be felt and you want to be understood truly by the life coach. So I think it's very important to take that process seriously and choose one that really feels like they can support you very well on your journey. What kind of (laughs) issues or
0: topics would a life coach cover?
1: Really good question. And it's important for people to know this. Um, If there's any mental health struggles and if there's any trauma deep trauma uh, it's important that a life coach really understands their capability and their scope to work within that person now there are some coaches of course who have done all that training on trauma and mental health and and they might be a psychologist themselves um so that's obviously fine but for me, if I have someone come to me with serious mental health issues or they have deep trauma, I will always recommend them go to see a psychologist um, first and talk to them. And I ask the client if to ask their therapist if it's okay if they have a life coach as well. But I would never life coach someone without getting that help as well um, and I would always ask for them to ask their psychologist, for example, permission on seeing a life coach as well. Sometimes it is okay. I have had a client before who was seeing a psychologist and her therapist said, yep, it's okay if you have a life coach. Um, you can do that together because they worked on some of their deep trauma and deep issues and then I help them with moving forward in their life so uh, making action plans and step-by-step things that they can implement into their life to improve their daily living so yeah there, there's a few issues where I would and most coaches uh, that are leading with integrity should know where their level of experience and um you know, their scope is at, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what has been your biggest challenge as a life coach? Um, biggest
1: challenge as a life
0: coach. Or top three biggest challenges, if you have more than one that come to mind.
1: Ooh. Oh, I'm trying to think about this. Biggest challenge as a life coach. Yeah,
0: for like those people out there who might have be been thinking of becoming life coaches, like what they should expect from... Uh, from a life as a life coach like if there's any struggles or like in particular on a personal level I don't know whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you had to deal yes and and you found quite challenging
1: that's a really important thing you should never ask a client to go where you haven't gone yourself um so as a coach you know to be able to hold that space adequately you shouldn't really ask a client to go somewhere that you're not willing to go and heal yourself. Um, So that's one thing. Um, I think there are life coaches out there who may feel like they don't need much experience because technically it's quite a low entry level for you to get into life coaching. Um, So there are a lot of coaches out there that don't have enough training And I'm not saying that you need a lot of training to become a life coach, but I think it's important to recognize that you do need certain skills to be able to serve people in a powerful way. Um, Definitely, I would say if you haven't had a lot of life experience and personal development and overcome a lot of healing yourself, you will need to do a life coaching course or it's very much advisable and you know that's for you and the longevity of your career it's going to fall back on you people aren't knowing that you're not that qualified you know and they talk to people it's just going to backfire on you so it's it's advisable that you do the correct training that you need um yeah I think I think that's really important. Um, but like I said, you know the entry level is quite low. I think it's just it's a responsibility for life coaches to get the training that they believe they need. And one thing that attracts a lot of people into this industry is the amount of money that you can make. So that's a. a it can be a dangerous territory if someone is not leading with integrity. So I think we have to really remember that we are playing with people's lives. You know, it's a responsibility for them to have adequate experience and training in that area to be able to help that person because, um, Yes, you can make good money, but it is very much a responsibility to be able to hold that person in the correct way.
0: Have you had a client where you thought that you could not help them?
1: Yes, Uh, someone that was suffering from deep trauma. Oh. And, yeah, and I knew that it was time for me to end that relationship Mm -hmm. and... Uh, in, in a very gentle way and recommend that they seek further help. So, yes, definitely.
0: Wow. Yeah, it must be like such a responsibility because it's not even a, a regulated career. There's no organisms mm-hmm. that can protect either clients or yourselves, I guess. Or is there like mm-hmm. a some sort of a union or something?
1: Uh, you can... Uh, I don't even know about that. I, I know you can be covered by um, memberships and organisations um, to some extent, um, but this is why it's very important because it's not, it's, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't be a big one. I don't know. I don't think so about the union so I'm sorry about that
0: ambiguous answer (laughs) oh no 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 and that's okay it's just like me be curious because it's such a new role like nowadays Mm -hmm. I think um that I don't know how it's regulated and obviously you mentioned about like people who want to be life coaches like some of them just because of the money that you can get but Mm -hmm. other than that like anyone can be a life coach right
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can be. And yeah, I think it's just, it's up to that, it's up to that person um, how they want to lead. But I think, yeah, the biggest thing we have uh, any life coach or someone that's looking to get into coaching has to remember is that it's really a responsibility to look after people that need help. And if you cannot hold that, then it is a big responsibility for you to be be able to refer them to someone that can help them. And I've done that many times.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most sensible thing you can do because, as you say, you're not like playing God, but you're like affecting people's lives. And what if you give the Mm -hmm. wrong advice and you make it worse? Like You have to live with that guilt or responsibility. I don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly, and this is the thing with coaches too. We shouldn't really be giving advice. It's um, as I was saying before. It's asking the client powerful questions where they come to their own insights, and when they are coming to their own insights, they're saying they're saying the thing, and they're feeling that in their body. So they. It's such a different exchange when they're saying it themselves to when a therapist is say, or a coach is saying it to them because, you know, if someone s- tells you something, you can easily reject it. It's like your parents, you know, if, if they tell you what to do, you can just go, oh, I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> you know I mean? Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's you, true.
1: Yeah, but if you <laughs> ask the clients the questions and they're coming to that insight themselves, On some level, they have to accept that on, yeah, on a greater level because they've said it themselves.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, I don't know. I think it's already an hour. Have you noticed?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's done pretty quick. (laughs) I know. I mean, and
0: I still have like so many questions. I don't know if we should do a follow-up at one point, but... Yeah, yeah,
1: we
0: can do another one if you like. Yeah, like uh, so many interesting topics, like how to manage like um, guilt, for example, either from a client's point of view, either from your point of view. Yeah, I don't know if you believe in in manifesting things, and I don't know. I have so many that I didn't have the chance to to ask you this time
1: oh amazing well this was an amazing conversation and I think a lot of these things need to be spoken about so it's great it's such a nice space for you to provide people to be able to hear some of these things Um, because life coaching is a very it's a big industry now so I think it's important for some of these things to be heard um, you know while we're trying to help people I mean the world is in you know, the worst mental state at the moment. So it is a deep responsibility to be able to take this seriously and to really understand what this work means and the knock-on effects that this has. Um, So, yeah, but we can definitely do another conversation. It sounds like you do have lots more questions, so we can arrange that.
0: Yeah, if you're up for it, like, yeah, we can do another one.
1: Definitely.
0: Thank you so much for for having me this time, and yes, I shall see you soon then.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for doing what you do and wanting to help other people and showing up on this platform. I know uh, that many people can really benefit from hearing uh, what comes through your platform. So thank you.
0: Oh well, yeah, I'm trying my best with what I can.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Guys, that was it. That was my conversation with Natasha Black. I was absolutely thrilled to have her in my podcast because, as as I said at the beginning, I only spoke with her for the first time ever here at my podcast. There was no pre-call to get to know each other or anything like that. It was just all from honesty, transparency and a genuine chat that I have for the first time with her. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I found it very interesting, like all the questions that I had around life coaching are now being answered. I have more clarity around um, this industry. And if you're more interested about what she does, you can find her on Instagram, natashablack.co.au, I think, and online natashablack.com. Please check her out, check her work and If you have any questions or if you want to reach out, by all means, see you next week.